0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, we're going to try to do this hour without tears. We have to talk about Uvalde, Texas. I'm rearranging in my head the order that I want to talk about this in because I want to cut to the chase. There will be no major package from Congress to address school shootings. There won't be. There cannot be. Because and I don't mean this crass or cruel. It's just the truth. And the truth here is painful. The Democrats need this issue to campaign on. It's not fun to say that. I mean, some of you will think it is, It's that, that it's uh, slinging red meat to the conservative crowd. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth. The Democrats, if they solve this problem, will take an issue off the table and have to go back to defending their record. And they can't defend their record. They can't defend the economy. They can't defend inflation. They can't defend gas prices. And so they need this issue. They need you viscerally afraid that it could happen to your kids. It's just the reality. People in Washington no longer solve problems. They try to co-opt the problem to scare you into voting for them. Republicans and Democrats do this over immigration. There are plenty of fixes that could get bipartisan support, but then they wouldn't have the issue with which to rally their base. Too much of Washington these days is about letting issues fester to benefit themselves politically. If the Democrats were able to get together with the Republicans and come up with a bipartisan solution, the Democrats could not get gun control. And they want gun control because their base demands gun control. It's very much like the Democrats at abortion. They they tried to run on Donald Trump, and that hasn't worked. They've tried to run on January 6th. They're still going to try that. It's not going to work. They've tried to run on abortion in the Supreme Court, and that hasn't worked. So now they will run on dead kids in Texas and blame Republicans. That's not going to work because by the time November rolls around, the memory will fade, but inflation will not. The sadness will fade, gas prices will not. The visuals, the images, the reminders, the screams and the tears will fade, but the hunger will not. but they've got to try something. Democrats cannot run in 2022 on anything other than the Republicans are terrible. Look, they won't pass gun control. The problem is there's no solution here. I know you all want a solution. Everyone wants a solution. And a solution could be had. A bipartisan solution could be had. But the Democrats want all or nothing on gun control, assault weapons bans, restrictions, and the Republicans aren't going to go for that. The Republicans want um, they want more security in schools. They want well-armed faculty, staff, and police. They want more mental health funding. A lot of Republicans are willing to go along with red flag laws, but unless they're tied to gun control, the Democrats want none of it. And not all the Republicans want the red flag laws. This, is, this entire issue will be structured in a way to mobilize the Democratic base. It didn't work with abortion. I have a hard time seeing it working here. No one has actually proposed a specific legislative proposal that would accomplish the goals of stopping school shootings. It's like the Green New Deal. It's like Medicare for all. It's like taxing the rich to pay for everything. The Democrats throw these ideas out to inspire their base, but they don't actually advance them. They don't actually structure something that can get passed from Congress because they want the issue. Brian Riedel works at the Manhattan Institute. He's got a Twitter thread here. Progressives claim taxing the rich can pay for $100 trillion in Social Security and Medicare, 30-year shortfalls. Plus their full wish list, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, free college, universal basic income, paid leave. They've never produced a specific scored proposal to make those numbers add up. Not even close. They can't. And on guns, where I'm sympathetic to any limits that would work, we still have not seen a specific gun bill that would have prevented few if any of the major mass shootings of the past 25 years. Do something is not a specific proposal. Instead of attacking Republicans, why not humble yourselves and reject the politics of comprehensivism in favor of the politics of incrementalism? Democrats in Washington want to favor let's do a comprehensive approach. There's like the Republicans with immigration. They wanted comprehensive immigration reform, but there are so many things in comprehensive bills where individual coalitions don't like them that it's hard to get them done. It becomes convoluted. It's hard to navigate. It's hard to regulate. It's hard to pass. It's hard to understand. It's hard to enforce. Maybe if they really want to fix the problem, recognize you're not going to get an assault weapons ban through the Senate. But maybe you can train up better security. You're not going to get restrictions on the size of magazines. But maybe you can get a red flag or a yellow flag law. You're not going to get an increase in the age to buy a rifle in this country. But maybe you can get more mental health funding. The ultimate problem here is that over 50% of the mass shootings in this country are from people who have previously documented mental health issues. And whenever Republicans raise the mental health issue, the Democrats attack, say, oh, it's just a deflection because you don't want to talk about gun control. It's not that we don't want to talk about gun control. It's that we know gun control is not going to pass. And do you know one of the reasons gun control won't pass in this country? You talk privately to people on the right, who are amenable to some additional restrictions. They won't be public about it. They won't go for it. They won't advocate it. They won't say it publicly. Why? Because if you do just one thing, if you compromise on just one thing on guns, you and I both know with Democrats will immediately say, okay, you've compromised on that. Now compromise on this. If you could do it on that, why can't you do it on this? If the Republicans give away anything on guns, the Democrats will take more and more and more and demand and bully and the whole press score will be with them. The media always demands Republicans compromise on guns because the media is on the Democrats' side on this. What you never see, what you never hear, are the Democrats saying, okay, we are realistic enough to know none of these things can pass. We really do want to solve the problem. So let's sit down with the Republicans and try to come up with something. So, on a podcast with Steve Hayes. With the dispatch, we were talking about the Georgia elections, but he wanted to ask me about what I wrote this morning on my Substack, where I said the Democrats, if they solve this issue, won't be able to run on it in November. So it's more advantageous for them to not solve the problem, let it fester and blame the Republicans. And that's what they will try to use in, in the election. And he says, I can't believe you are that cynical that you would think the Democrats, in light of what just happened, won't do anything. No, they won't do anything. They had Democrat control of Congress. They had a 60-vote filibuster-proof majority for a time in the Senate. When Barack Obama was president, they wouldn't do anything on immigration. They wouldn't do anything on guns because they wanted the issue. Jake Sherman, who writes for Punchbowl DC, used to be with Politico. He's been at NBC News, among other things. He put out a tweet Chuck Schumer signals no gun bill imminent. Americans can make a choice, Schumer says. Americans can cast their vote in November based on how people stand on guns. Schumer says Republicans can work with Democrats now to craft a bill. He's skeptical, unlikely, burn in the past. Now, I want to say something to my friends in the press corps, many of whom are listening to me right now because of all the Georgia election stuff. You guys in the press, when you approach this issue, you do like Democrats. You put all the blame on Republicans, and you say, why won't Republicans compromise on this issue? Why won't Democrats compromise on this issue? You want Republicans to restrict gun rights in this country. You never want Democrats to do anything. You never say, okay, that's not going to happen, but what might work? You never want to get the Democrats... To do something and head towards the Republicans, you always want to get the Republicans to head towards the Democrats, and you're not going to get them on gun control. You're just not. Not at least enough to break a filibuster in the Senate. Not at least enough to pass a majority in the House. You're not. But are there things the Democrats could do if you applied pressure to them instead of doing their bidding by vilifying Republicans? Are there things you could do to improve the situation? you damn right there are. There absolutely are. Mental health funding is one. School security is another. Training teachers. You know, the Democrats are very, very dismissive of training teachers to deal with these issues. There's an organization my wife put on my radar called FasterSavesLives.org, FasterSavesLives.org. And this organization trains up teachers, school staff, first responders and others to deal with crises in schools, particularly school shootings, how to prepare. It's considered the gold standard. And it's a three day program. It's not an afternoon. It's a three day program for training. It was created by concerned parents, law enforcement, safety, and medical experts. It's funded by donations. Classes are at no cost to school districts. It offers a structured curriculum over 26 hours of hands on training over three days. The purpose is not to replace police and EMT, but to allow teachers, administrators, and other personnel on site to stop school violence rapidly and administer medical attention as needed. It's a program that people in in law enforcement and the gun community say is just top-notch, and yet you're not going to hear a bunch of people talk about it. Because so many of the people who want to fix the problem in schools are unwilling to think differently. And this is an issue on which we have to think differently. They say, let's do a gun buyback like Australia. Let's ban guns like Canada and Scotland. You can't. We have a second amendment. The genie's out of the bottle in this country. There are more guns than there are people in this country. You have to think different about it because the situation is different. You have to think differently about it because the law here is different. The constitution here is different. The situation is different. You're never gonna put the genie back in the bottle. But you could train your teachers. You could put armed guards in. And they say, oh, well, they didn't have armed guards. There's a lot of misrepresentation of what happened. We're gonna get into the facts. But I'll tell you if you're listening to me and you're interested, this program is called fastersaveslives.org. If you text the word data to 33777, I'll send you back a link. So you can explore this. If you are a faculty member of a school, particularly private schools or a district that might be open to this, where you can get training on this, where your teachers can go through a multi-day program, the ones who are comfortable, the ones who want to do it, and just learn what you can do. Learn how you can respond. There are ways to improve the situation. But so many of the ways that people in politics want aren't really ways to solve the problem. They're ways to try to win a political argument and an election. The Democrats are going to let this issue fester because the Democrats have tried everything else on which to run for office in 2022. And if they do offer a solution on this, they're going to have to go back to running on their record on the economy and inflation and crime, and they're going to lose. So they'd rather vilify the Republicans for doing nothing on gun violence in schools when the Republicans have plenty of proposals. The Democrats just won't consider those either because they got to have a bad guy in 2022. And right now they're going to try the gun lobby. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options. Great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement Uh, more importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next, you could even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, You can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly... They've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's S O F I dot com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, be patient with me. Uh, also, you know, I send out my daily show notes, my morning pieces, uh, everything you've wanted to know about the election, uh, the the gun issue, all of that. If you text the word show, to 33777 you can subscribe to the podcast you can get the live stream and you can see the link to my daily email if you want the the show prep email it's all the links of stuff i'm talking about some of it i never even get to it's kind of like show prep for you as well for for your daily uh, get together with friends and families you're talking about the news be as informed as possible uh what you need to do is text show to 33777 um This Can I just talk to you as a parent? I was frustrated with Joe Biden last night because
1: of this. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? It's been 340, 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including 21st graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas. Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows. When it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago, a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act
0: but what are you going to do, Mr. President? you got to have a proposal that can pass Congress. And I have to say, as a parent, I was thankful he wanted to address the kids. But, you know, the man has, as he regularly reminds us, lost children of his own and his wife, his first wife, to tragedy. And I thought he could have spent time being the consoler in chief. But, you know, he followed Barack Obama's playbook, of going straight into, got to have a bad guy, got to attack, went after the gun lobby. When are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Um, You're not. That's the answer. Put something constructive on the table, but he doesn't want to because he wants the issue. He wants a campaign issue that distracts from his miserable record as president. And that's unfortunate that they want to use the children of Texas who are dead now as a campaign prop to agitate voters against Republicans as opposed to working with Republicans to find a solution that could pass Congress, even if it's not their preferred one. They will not do that. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I'm gonna spend some time with callers. I'm gonna begin with Michael. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. I just wanted to comment on this whole proposing the assault weapon—the assault weapon ban again. Um, when I talk to your call screener, any any legal or legitimate firearm, Eric, uh, could, could be considered as, as you know as an assault weapon. Right. Um, the simplest of a 22 rifle to shotguns, any kind of pistols. There's all sorts of. Um, extended tubular magazines for shotguns um all sorts of extended magazines for pistols there's magazine options for 22s anything other than the acronym AR style rifle can it could be considered as an assault weapon so our politicians trying to you know ban a particular rifle when we have a plethora of other firearms that could be deemed as assault weapons yeah it it, it. I I don't. First of all, you know, Democrats are the ones who more often than not use the phrase clips when they mean magazines. Uh, They haven't bought guns. They think it's easier to to buy a gun than it is to vote. Um, It it certainly is, as Kamala Harris's niece pointed out, easier to buy a gun than get formula these days because there is no formula thanks to Joe Biden. But that's besides the point. Um, they, they haven't come up with a workable solution. They don't understand guns or gun culture. And essentially what we have now is a group of people in Congress who don't own guns, don't know about guns, have never bought a gun, tried to buy a gun or used a gun, uh, in the position of wanting to regulate and get rid of guns. And the way they talk about it discredits themselves. We have more and more gun owners in this country now. And as crime has gone up, it has done nothing but increase the number of people who buy guns. And I got to say uh, that it is a, a, a situation where I think if Democrats educated themselves more on guns and the process of buying guns and the process of using guns, they would probably come up with a different tact and maybe find more common ground with Republicans. But instead, they vilify the issue, which is unfortunate. Allison, you're going to be next. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, Eric. Um, I'm a mom of two sons that are 20 and 24 now, so not really having the problem of kids at school. But I just wanted to comment on the fact that there is more mental illness with these young kids than ever. Uh And so the mixture of mental illness and guns for our young people, I think it's the combination of the two that has just gotten so out of control. So it made me start thinking about the 1980s when remember when mad was formed when a bunch of moms started you know using the argument that kids can't drink and drive they're not mature enough to make those decisions you know what what about the idea of just simply having an age limit you know you you're 18 but you can go buy a gun but you're 18 and you can't go buy a beer that doesn't seem to make sense to me so I'm I'm just, you know, if, if some, so many of these kids are so young that are doing these mass shooter shootings. They're just m- not mature enough. So I don't know if that's just...
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. look, know, look I, I, I see what you're saying. and, and So the, the law in the country is if a long-barrel rifle, you can buy at 18, a handgun, you have to be 21. Um, and some states have changed that, so it's 21 for all. Um, and you can buy in some states a handgun if it's essentially party to party, not through a gun store. Um, But the larger issue, I think, is that most of the school shootings that we've had in this country are ones where the proposals to stop them from happening wouldn't fix the problem. So, for example, when we talk about Sandy Hook, uh, the kid in that situation actually killed his mom and, and used her guns, he didn't buy them. Uh, the, the, the kid in Florida also, there was, a, there was an issue there. Or look at the, the church shooting in Texas uh, several years ago where the gunman should not have been able to buy the gun, but the federal government, the Air Force, refused or failed to put information into a national database that would have prohibited him from buying a gun. In this situation, we are told uh, that there, there, there were first reports that the kid had handguns. It actually appears that those are the handguns of police officers. Uh, apparently, he, it was said he had body armor. That has now not been substantiated by authorities. Uh, that was the original report, and it doesn't appear to be the case now. Uh, He had two rifles, but he only had one on him. One was left in the vehicle. A bag of ammunition was dropped after a police officer engaged fire with him. A police officer who tried to stop him, his gun jammed, and uh, the guy barricaded himself in the classroom. Um, Horrific details. But uh, I I guess a question that, that comes up then is what, Law could have been passed to stop this in retrospect. Like in the Sandy Hook situation, in this situation, in in the one at um, the Parkland School in Florida, it seems like mental health laws would have gone further to potentially stopping the incident than gun laws. This kid clearly had problems. I, I got more to say on that, but before I do, I want to talk to Jennifer. Welcome to the program, Jennifer.
3: Hi, Eric. Hi there um, I just wanted to make some comments about the school shootings and like all of the shootings that have been happening more often lately um, you know I, I 100% agree with my fellow uh, Republicans you know there is a definite mental health crisis happening um, and I definitely do not agree with the uh, gun control laws that the progressives are trying to push for I will say though despite the, the mental health crisis happening that the Republicans, um, emphasize so much on. I think even more than that, we have a, spir- a spiritual fatigue going on in this country. You know, in the 70s, they've advocated so strongly uh, by a group of, uh, atheists, you know, in, in, uh, in the capital to try to take God out of the schools. You know, God forbid anybody tries to pray. They want, them, they want it out. You know, I mean, you got leaders in the capital who are advocating for the sacrifice of children, just like Canaan at Baal. And you're gonna tell me that there is a, that mental health is the problem, the sole problem of of uh, all these things happening. There is a spiritual fatigue and Satan is going rampant right now. I just wanted to get a little more philosophical because I think yeah, people are missing- Yeah, I'm glad you mark. did
0: because uh, we're not gonna legislate away evil and and we do have a problem. In fact, Jennifer, let me read this to everybody. This is from the Washington Post. Y'all need to prepare yourselves for this. The gunman in Tuesday's elementary school massacre was a lonely 18-year-old who was bullied over childhood speech impediment, suffered from a fraught home life, and lashed out violently against peers and strangers recently and over the years, friends and relatives said. Using weapons purchased this month, days after his 18th birthday, authorities said, Salvador Rolando Ramos shot and critically wounded his grandmother. He then went on a shooting rampage at Robb Elementary School near his home in Uvalde, Texas, killing at least 19 children and two adults and injuring others. Ramos also was fatally shot, apparently by police, though authorities said Wednesday they are investigating whether the gunman also shot himself. The Texas Department of Public Safety initially said he was wearing body armor. But Lieutenant Christopher Olivares, a spokesman for the agency, later said the gunman wore a vest used to store extra magazines, often used by tactical police units, without the armor plates that law enforcement officers typically wear. Mm-hmm. Santos Valdez Jr., 18, said he had known Ramos since early elementary school. They were friends, he said, until Ramos's behavior started to deteriorate. They used to play video games such as Fortnite and call of duty, but then Ramos changed once Valdez said Ramos pulled up to a park where they often played basketball and had cuts all over his face. He first said a cat had scratched his face. Then he told the truth that he'd cut up his face with knives over and over. I was like, you're crazy, bro. Why would you do that? Ramos said he did it for fun. Valdez recalled in middle school. In junior high, Ramos was bullied for having a stutter and a strong lisp, friends and family said. Steven Garcia, who considered himself Ramos's best friend in eighth grade, said Ramos didn't have it easy in school. He'd get bullied hard, like bullied by a lot of people over social media, over gaming, over everything. He was the nicest kid, the shyest kid. He just needed to break out of his shell. One time, he posted a video of himself wearing black eyeliner, Garcia said, which brought on a slew of comments using derogatory terms for a gay person. Garcia said he tried to stand up for him, but when Garcia and his mother relocated to another part of Texas, he just started being a different person. He kept getting worse and worse. And I don't even know, when Garcia left, Ramos dropped out of school. He started wearing all black, large military boots. He grew his hair out long. He missed long periods of high school, classmates said, and was not on track to graduate with them. Ramos's cousin said she saw students mock his speech impediment in in middle school. He'd brush it off in the moment, then complain later to his grandmother he didn't want to go to school. He wasn't much of a social person after being bullied for the stutter, said Mia, who spoke on the condition that her last name not be used because her family doesn't want to be associated with the massacre. I think he just didn't feel comfortable anymore at school. Valdez said Ramos drove around with another friend at night sometimes and shot at random people with a BB gun and egged people's cars. About a year ago, he posted on social media photos of automatic rifles that he'd have on his wish list. Four days ago, he posted images of two rifles he referred to as my gun picks." A person briefed on the investigation's early findings who spoke on condition of anonymity, said they weren't authorized to discuss the case, said he bought the weapons immediately after his 18th birthday in mid-May. Two months ago, he posted on Instagram, where he screamed at his mother, who he said was trying to kick him out of their home. He posted videos. He called his mom, the B word. He'd been screaming and talking to his mom aggressively. The next door neighbor said Ramos had a pretty tough life with his mom. He and his wife, Becky would invite Ramos to barbecues at their home and for sleepovers with their son, who was a few years younger. Ramos went by the nickname Pelon, Spanish for bald because his hair was often cut so short when he was younger. As he grew older, problems became more acute. Multiple people familiar with the family, including Flores said Ramos's mother used drugs, which contributed to the upheaval. He moved from the hood street home to his grandmother's house across town. A few months ago, he said he last saw the grandmother Sunday when she stopped by the property, which she owned. The grandmother told him she was in the process of evicting Ramos's mother because of her drug problems. Ria said she could recall about five times that Ramos had fistfight with with peers. His friendships were short lived. Ramos commented to a friend while playing basketball. The friend only wanted to join the Marines one day so he could kill people. Ria said the other boy. She added, ended the friendship. There's no dad. There's no dad. There's a drug-addicted mother, bullies at school. There's no dad. There's no hope. There's no hope. He needed help. He did. It infuriates me How progressives want to preclude certain conversations. When Republicans point out the gun violence in Chicago, the left says, well, it's it's for the black community, not you. When we point out mental health, they say, well, you got to deal with the guns. I, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take a break here in a minute and then I'm gonna say something because I, I need to I need to regroup my thoughts before I say something. Um, and before I do that, I need to clear the air in my head. And you know what? That's a good time to tell you about the Eden Pure thunderstorm because it'll actually clean the air. It'll purify the air. It'll get rid of the odors in the air. It doesn't just eliminate there or it doesn't just mask the odors. It eliminates the odors. It really does. It really works. I keep one in my suitcase because they're small, uh, a little bigger than your hand, and they plug into the wall. They can plug into a USB cord. They wipe out odors, and they're also an air purifier, and they're filterless. You can wipe them out on occasion. Uh, and They get rid of the bacteria, the mildew, the mold, the pollen, the dust that floats in the air. I've got allergies They come in handy in that regard as well. The way you get one, you can get three of them now for less than $200. You're saving $200, and you are... Getting free shipping is to go to Edenpuredeals.com, Eden Like the Garden of Eden Pure as the driven snow, Edenpuredeals.com. And you'll be greeted with a discount code box when you go to the website and you put in Eric 3, E R-I-C-K-3. And then you will when you click through, you'll see the Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Go to checkout. If the discount code hasn't carried over, you can put it in again on the discount code box there, Eric Three, E-R-I-C-K-3. But you'll get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms. They will clean the air. They will eliminate odors. You can get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. You're getting free shipping. The website is EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K, the number three, no space, Eric three. This is another program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. If you need a big loan, $750,000 or more you need to grow, reach out to First Liberty, see if they can help you. Go to FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. All right. I'm going to say this. We, society, we are creating these monsters collectively. The bullying of kids, the collapsing of families, the absent dads, it's societal neglect. And I, I, I hesitate to say this, but I think it's true. You know how progressives are using schools now. They want to indoctrinate kids on critical theory, sexuality, and the like. They're more interested in indoctrinating kids about tolerance, racism, sexuality, and the like, than they are teaching them their arithmetic, their reading, and their writing. Because they see the collapse of families, they can't admit that their policies over time have destroyed the nuclear family, uh, which has collapsed uh, society and given rise to all sorts of problems in schools. So they're just going to use the schools now for indoctrination instead of education. I think they are fixated on gun control on the left for the same reason. The policies of the government advocated by big government status over the last 50 years have destroyed two-parent nuclear households, made fathers expendable, turned people into um, people on a piled up on a social safety net dependent on Uncle Sam, And the families collapsed. We had a lot of guns in the 60s and 70s too. We didn't have this. We have not just taken God out of schools. That's trite to say. It's true, but it's trite. we've, We've taken family out of family. We've made parents expendable. And we've let everyone, let Uncle Sam take care of them. And people have given up. And so the left, they can't address the problems of society, of the the great society programs. Uh, And so instead, they just want to take guns away instead of fixing the underlying problems in society for which there are solutions, but they're not easy. And they fly in the face of left wing orthodoxy. They're they're doing on guns what they're doing in schools, giving up and going for something easy and indoctrination instead of fixing the problem.